Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Great to see you. Hey, one more time, give it up for all of our locations, all of our campuses today. We're so glad that you're with us. And uh, summer is winding down and we know many of you may be uh, kind of finishing up your summer travels and you're watching online. We're so glad that you're here. We want you to get back soon. You can go ahead and be seated. Go ahead and be seated. And uh, we want you to get back soon because we have a a very uh, exciting month coming up here at Celebration, all the way really uh, to Labor Day weekend. And um, we are going into this mobilization series that I've been talking about. And uh, I'm very, very excited about it. It's going to really change the way that our church functions and operates. And uh, I really believe that it's, it's uh, the catalyst for the move of God that God wants to see here in our region here in Northeast Florida and, in, uh, and even in other parts of the world. And so uh, I encourage you, if you weren't here Wednesday night, how many of you were here Wednesday night, or some of y'all, so a few of y'all are on Wednesday. Most people choose a weekend or Wednesday, but man, was Wednesday powerful or what? And uh, Wednesday had kind of the prophetic side, the vision side of heading into this mobilization series that we're calling We Are All Witnesses because we are all witnesses. Wednesday night had the prophetic side. And, uh, and then another thing that ended up happening in Wednesday is we had some powerful testimonies. I'm going to show you those in just a second, but I'm really excited. This is going to be more of a teaching series and uh, kind of one thing builds upon another. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those series where when I finish, I finish. And I already see that they're, they're trying to take time off my clock right now, okay? Pastor, my 40 minutes starts from when I pray. Come on, church, amen. Look, I'm gonna behave, I'm gonna behave when when the when the Jaguars start playing the one o'clock game. All right. And if y'all leave church early, y'all know what happens if you leave church early. Jags don't do as well. Y'all better, y'all better put God first. All right. So get ready today, lean in. It's going to be a great kickoff to this series. We are all witnesses. Father, we love you. And Lord, we are your church and we're your people. And God, you always have wanted a people, Lord. Um, God, we all hear from you. Lord, we are all used by you. Lord, we are all equal. We all have the same spirit. And God, I thank you what you're going to do this month as we get into the training and mobilization phase of the revival here in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, are y'all ready to be encouraged with with a couple of testimonies? We're gonna be doing a lot of of this this year. Um, And I wanna set this up. I'm gonna show you this, and it's gonna tie into this message as an illustration. But these testimonies that happened here happened Wednesday night, and the reason they happened they were not planned, and uh, and as God was moving, and uh, was, was after I'd uh, preached, and and God was moving, and I just felt like something was missing, and the Holy Spirit uh, manifested one of the gifts of the Spirit, the Word of Knowledge. Okay, so that's supernatural knowledge about a situation, like a service, or a person, or something. Remember when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, and. And he said, you know, I, I, you know, I know that you know, you've had five husbands and the one you're living with now is not your husband, okay? So he's operating in that word of knowledge there. So God gave me a word of knowledge that there was a man who had a testimony and that if I would step out in faith and call for a man who has a testimony, I don't know who you are, to come up and share that testimony that he would kind of seal and kind of things would break through and he would seal what he was doing, okay? And uh, how many of you know pastor needs faith to give strangers the mic? How many of you know that's, that, that, can, 
that can go south quick. So, you know, I did need to hear a few times from God over and over again, as, uh, as, as usual the case. But I did it, and we had several, I think six or seven guys down there uh, came. We only had time for three. We're going we're gonna to have a lot more, and I encourage you to kind of sign up for these testimonies because they are amazing. But, but, so these were just the first three that came, and it just was like a whole breakthrough in the church. I want to show them to you. God recently delivered me from a 14-year addiction of cocaine. Started using cocaine when I was 18 years old. And in January, when you were 18? When I was 18. In January, um, unfortunate circumstances happened. I did go to jail. Um, and I spent six months in Duval County Jail. I found the Lord in Duval County Jail. Come on. Come on, Jesus. And have you been able to connect to, some, to the right group of friends, you know? Um, I've, I've, family has been my biggest thing so far, and I'm trying to get connected in the church now. Come on. Um, He's got family all around. Natural family and spiritual family. But the Word, the Word's got me to where I'm at right now. I dove into the Bible, and, and, and that's my life source. I was 22. I've also been struggling with crack cocaine. And I've lost my family, my kids. I was told that I would never clean up for them. And I started coming here last Sunday. And that's when I got baptized. I came to realization two weeks ago that I wanted to be better for my kids than my dad was. And since I came to that conclusion, I've been clean, haven't thought about it or anything. Who knows, Jake? Does somebody know Jason in here? He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Come on, cousin Tamisha, come on up here. I love this, man. This is a church going on right here. I'm telling you, you get delivered from cocaine, you can get delivered from anything. I'm telling you, one more week is 21 days. And how many of y'all know 21 days? is a significant number. I accepted Jesus in my, my life two weeks ago here at Celebration. Two weeks ago? Yes. I grew up in a really tough situation emotionally where I wasn't able to vent to my loved ones. My father passed away at a young age, or when I was one, he was murdered. My mom raised me on her own. I might get a little choked up here, but my whole life I was uh, incapable of being able to show love. My mom begged me one time when I moved back to Philadelphia, where I'm from, and she said, please, please accept Jesus in your life. And I just didn't hear her. It went through one ear and out the other. I learned a lot of hard lessons, but I learned that God was with me even when I pushed him away. And I just want to say, you know, I've never felt more accepted in a place than I do now. Who knows Frank? Does somebody? I know nobody here. Come on, <laughs> no Frank friends. doesn't know anybody. He does now. Can y'all give God a hand for that? How about that, huh? Wow. God is so good, huh? Come on, man. We're the church. We're the church. Man. And we got a bunch more. Some of y'all need to get to Wednesday night, okay? I know, you know, with schedules, you know, most people choose. But man, when you can double dip or get to Wednesday night, we're going to bring some of those testimonies uh, in here. And uh, there's just so many amazing things going on. Come on, two weeks ago, came here, got saved, got baptized. Come on, and he's, it's going to be three weeks. I'm thinking of that one guy, Jason. Three weeks uh, in, in a few more days, and all three of those guys, amazing stories of God in their life. And I wanted to bring to your attention, and then, you know, if, if you were here Wednesday night, I mean, all that just broke loose a lot of freedom stuff, you know. And the Bible talks about, you know, the, the body of Christ, that when one suffers, we all suffer. And when one rejoices, we all rejoice. And uh, how many of you could just feel the freedom and the joy coming from those testimonies? Well, that's the body. 
that's the, that is the body at work. And the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to show them was so you could see the, the, the amazing testimonies there. Uh, but the other thing I wanted you to see that was not planned um, was the reason all of that happened, okay, is because God was dealing with me. The Spirit was manifesting one of the nine gifts or the nine manifestations of the Spirit, this word of knowledge. And God was just asking me to step out in faith and obey him and say this and let him do the rest. I wanna let you know that, listen, listen, just because I'm a pastor, man, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Things like that, like, man, I'm, I think I'm, Maybe 70%. I think I'm, I think I'm, you know, like I, I think I'm hearing from God. <laughs> I hope I'm hearing from God, you know, because what could happen is I could get up here and somebody and I could give them, you know, the mic and they start telling us about their cat, you know, and they start coming to celebration and, you know, their cat hadn't been meowing enough and now the cat's meowing and every, I mean, you just, do you see? There's always an element of risk in faith, okay? But that gift of the Holy Spirit that had nothing to do with me, I was the person that God used there at that time. That manifestation of the Holy Spirit, just saying one thing caused a catalyst of events and then a real move of God where people got healed. Listen, you and I, all of us, we have the same Holy Spirit. We all have equal power and we all have equal value because we're all equal in God's sight and we all have the same Holy Spirit. And God can manifest himself in your life and on your life in any situation. You could be with friends, with your family at home, at work, at school, at wherever. He could manifest that same gift a gift of knowledge and a, a word of knowledge and another thing. And you could step out and you could just say something that could cause a catalyst of a move of God in that area or that community in your life. How many of you are ready to see that on a regular basis? In your home, in your work, in your family, with your kids, with your friends. So here's what we're gonna do. This series we're kicking off it's called We Are All Witnesses. Um, we did not steal it from the LeBron James uh, media ad. Come on, LeBron got that one from the Bible. You better fess up, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron. That's, so we love you, but that's straight out of the Bible. But we are all witnesses, and I want to teach you about the gifts of the Spirit, okay? So what we're going to do today is we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read this chapter. It's a very short chapter. And we're going to look at the gifts and function and purpose of the Holy Spirit. And just talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, it's going to take us a few weeks. I'm not going to teach you. Like I just gave you an example of a word of knowledge. I'm not going to teach you exactly what these nine gifts are. We're going to get to those in, in, in a in later messages in the series. I just want to give you a foundation overview of how to think about the gifts and how important they are, okay? Now, saying that, I need to confess to you and I need to apologize to you. I realized when I began to look at this and how God was just dealing with me, our entire staff, about you know mobilization and what is the crucial piece to really mobilize your church, the body of Christ, and, uh, and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are just huge. It's because they demonstrate the love of Jesus. What are we witnessing? We're witnessing the, the, we're, we're witnesses to Jesus. Well, how am I a witness? Well, by the way you live, yes. You know, telling people about Jesus, yes. But also the way that we demonstrate love is we demonstrate the power of God to people. That's why, watch, that's why the gifts are so important is they show love. They demonstrate the love of God for people who are hurting or people in need in his body and outside, uh, especially outside. 
the body of Christ. If you look at the early church, most of the miracles were done while they were on their way to work, while they were out in the homes, while they were out in the marketplace and out in the community, okay? So I need to apologize when I looked at this. I realized I have never watched, our, tur- our church turns 20 years old this fall. I have never taught a full comprehensive message on the gifts of the Spirit, much less a series on them, okay? So I'm sorry for that. And I'll tell you the reason, there's a couple of reasons why I haven't done that when I started to process this. Number one is because when I got saved and, and, and um, you know, when I got saved and was in church and all that, the churches that I was in as a younger Christian, I saw these gifts misused. I saw them abused. I saw them taken to the extreme. I just saw them done in a really unhealthy way where they, they just kind of a lot of times came off as weird, okay? And so as a pastor, what I've done is I've taught on a few of these gifts to y'all. We'll talk about it at the altar, maybe an encounter night, maybe an awakening. I know how important they are because, man, I, I, boy, I needed the Holy Spirit when I was in the Amazon jungle. Let me tell you, big time. I mean, when I was in the Amazon, and by the way, just remember, when I'm telling you my stories about the Amazon, it was the Amazon of 25 years ago, not the Amazon of today. I was just carrying out, we're just reading. Remember the, the magazine? We're looking at this magazine. They were like, come to our five-star luxury eco hotel in the Amazon where you can, you know, feed the parrots with your whatever and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, I almost died there 25 years ago. Man, that's where the terrorist headquarters. I mean, I'm looking at these things now. I'm just like, man, so, so just remember. And the great thing now is I can tell you all stuff I did in the Amazon. You don't know whether it's true or not. I just add on all kind of things. No, I'm just kidding. It's all true. But I know how crucial the manifestations or the gifts of the Spirit are because in many of the villages that we would go to, they were, they, the, the shamans had real power. And they had, and, and, and okay, we're bringing them another belief system. Well, okay, we understand, you know, your God died for us and all this, but there, until there was a demonstration of the power of the Spirit, that's when they, God's interested in me. God loves me. Their God's more powerful than my God. And it's interesting, you know what the Lord would always do in those jungles? Uh, he would usually manifest the gift of healing, not with us, not with the preachers, but with some of the other Christian Indians that were with us, maybe from another village. The Spirit would manifest in them, and they would pray for people, and God would start healing babies. The, the, the infants were always sick. I don't know what the deal was. There was always this issue with infants and babies, and God would start healing those babies and those infants, man. And come on, that whole village would turn to Jesus, yeah? But, but here's the thing. It's, 1 Corinthians 12 is not the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the old Amazon jungle. It's the gifts of the Holy Spirit for today, and they're for you. Okay, and so what I need you to do, though, if you've seen weirdness happen or extremes happen or anything like that, I just want you to put that out of your mind. Listen, Jesus was the most supernatural person that ever walked this earth, okay? The supernatural is not weird. It's different, but it's not weird. People are weird. Do you see what I'm saying? And, 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 and you can be weird gifts or no gifts, all right, <laughs> just, and so, so what we, what, but what we have to do, church, what we have to do is we have to teach the whole counsel of God. And I'm gonna teach you some things from this chapter today that I'm absolutely convinced. I think it's gonna reconstruct some of your mindsets about the gifts. And I also think it'll connect the dots with some of the things that are going on in the church world today, and, and why, thank God, why we have so much Word of God. We have so much great teaching, but we have very little demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? 
Now watch, watch this. It's like those bracelets, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Right? What would Jesus do? Those bracelets. I'm sure a bunch of people in our church wear them. I'm all for them. Don't go out here telling that pastor preached against the WWJD bracelets today in church. But watch this. Think about this. What would Jesus do? The way that we process, the entire way that we even process that, as we look at that as some type of behavior modification device. In other words, we're driving, somebody cuts us off in traffic, we want to cuss at them, and we see the WWJD. <laughs> what would Jesus do? And we don't cuss. Or, you know, we just use a semi-cuss word, not a real bad one. You know what I'm saying? We, or we don't use the middle finger. We just shake our fists, whatever. You know, whatever. It's like, it's like that. Or, you know, we've taken our groceries out to the car and our shopping cart. We know that we're supposed to, you know, take it back to where the carts go. And we weren't going to do it, but as we put in the last bag of groceries, there's the bracelet. <laughs> what would Jesus do? We get our carts. We take it back, and we want everyone to see that we are taking it back, by the way. Yes. I'm a good person. I'm a moral person. I've been a great witness today. What would Jesus do? Well, if I look at what Jesus did in situations of ministry, there, not, there aren't many cussing, I don't think any cussing examples. Even when we talk about Jesus serving, he was a servant of all, right? So we think Jesus came to serve. How did, he and, how did he and his disciples serve? Well, they never gave out water bottles on a hot day. They didn't help paint any schools. They didn't, um, they weren't on guest services. They probably needed some training there. Do you see? The way Jesus served was by serving up to people the supernatural power of God. What, watch, are we gonna keep handing out water bottles and, and, and painting schools and doing outreach and all that, acts of kindness, absolutely. But here's what I'm trying to say. We have reduced Christianity and Jesus to not cussing holding the door open for people and every now and then giving somebody a bottle of water. We have reduced our witness to a bare minimum of showing up at church, maybe invite, I tell you, what would Jesus do? He would have cast the devil out. He would have made a whip and gone in and messed things up. He would have healed somebody. He would have delivered somebody. He would have done the supernatural power of God. WWJD is supernatural power. Am I right? We've reduced the church to being nice. Show up on Sunday, listen to me, be nice, pay your tithes, invite somebody to church, and maybe you can reach the pinnacle of Christian life and serve on our parking team. <laughs> We've reduced 
the body of Christ to showing up, sitting in a row, and listening to the preacher. That is not what Jesus would do. And I'm all for returning shopping carts and handing out water and not cussing. But can I tell you this? You don't even need God to stop cussing. Can I tell you this? Anybody can return their shopping cart, including a Satanist. Can I tell you this? If you want to know when the Bible talks about Christ's likeness, if you want to look at the Hebrew study of imitators of God, if you want to look at when Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ, Christ's likeness is not talking about behavior modification. Of course it includes a, a, a wholeness and a holiness and, 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 and the word of God. But it's talking about the supernatural power of God. As he is, so are we in this world. It's time for the church to be the church and really do what Jesus did. I'll tell you this, when we, you, we're going to look at these gifts of the Spirit, healing and miracles and words of wisdom and all this kind of stuff. I'd rather you cuss and do miracles. I'd rather you be mean and heal somebody. Don't go start cussing. You do the miracle first, then you can cuss. Uh-uh, don't be, don't be cussing and then the miracle. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, church, we, look, you think, you, how nice was Peter? Peter chopping off people's ears. He's trying to call down fire on entire cities. <laughs> you know what I'm We've reduced Jesus and the church to these, we're just like these, these little mild, let me carry your groceries. I'm all, listen, we are all about that type of serving. But you, you want to really know what tithing Outreach, You're handing out a bottle of water. You know what those are? That's part of our praise. The, that's like foundations of covenant, man. That's, that, that's, what the, that's good works. Being on the guest services team, man, that's, that's part of your praise to God. I'm part of God's family now. Of course I'll come twice a month and, 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 and help open the doors. I mean, the, uh, parking cars, is now that is, that's a whole nother level. That's like sacrifice. But, what, watch this. Watch. Can I have 10 more minutes? Okay, listen, listen, this is, this is what I'm trying to say. Listen, listen to me, church, listen. <sighs> Tithes and offerings, thanksgiving and praise. Sadaka. someone told me I was calling one of our, our, our Messianic Jewish, my Messianic Jewish friends was saying, I was saying Sadaku. It's not Sadaku, it's Sadaka. I was like, well, I, it, well I'm a Gentile, why can't I call it the way I want to pronounce it? He's like, man, Sadaku is like a dice card game, man. You can't be telling people. Listen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. We're all family. Yeah. So like, this is our house. This is our Heavenly Father's house. So think about your own house. When, we're having a, when, you're, when you're having a party, when you're having a celebration, when you're having a family gathering, right? Well, of course mom's gonna need some help in the kitchen. Of course we're gonna need some guys to take out the trash and to, you know, to help with this and help with that and clean up after the, the things like that. That's what serving in the church and all of us contributing 
to the advancement of the name of Jesus and the glory of God for souls, that's just praise. Do you see what I'm saying? Th these are like, this is like the bare, like this is, this is just like family. Isn't that what family does? This, uh, this, is, this is family. So here's what I'm trying to say. Is I, I'm gonna, don't worry, I am gonna read the chapter. I know y'all are worried, I know y'all are worried. I've already been on this floor three times. I'm, I'm setting this up and then we're gonna go right through it and we'll pick it up next week, okay? But listen, that's why it's so important. Look, sin in your life, whatever, look, just repent, confess, forgiveness, is, it's there, it's not a problem. Get these basics, get those basics in play so you can have the life of praise. So now you're set up for the fun stuff. Now you're set up for the real stuff. Now you're set up for God to manifest a word of knowledge to you, come on, in a meeting that gives your boss the idea that makes money for the company and you end up being the one promoted and you end up being the one getting the raise. What I'm trying to say is your praise is the seeds for breakthrough and the Lord inhabits the what? The praises of his people. And some of you need to start having conversations with God like we read about last week and in, uh, in Isaiah 43, tell God, tell God why you're the man for the position. Tell him why you're the woman for the, Lord, let me tell you why I should get this race. Lord, let me tell you why I, I'm going to these job interviews. I like these three. I need you to pick out which is the best. That's relationship, isn't it? I need you, but let me tell you why I'm gonna be good at these, at any of these three here. Do you see? Lord, because I'm gonna be a witness. Lord, because I'm gonna be available for you to move on me if you want me to encourage someone or edify someone, invite someone to church. Lord, because I tithe and you know, God, the windows of heaven are open and you know you bless me with this raise. Come on, you know Jesus is getting what's his, and I've been faithful. Do you see what I'm saying? You need to convince God. Well, doesn't God just supernaturally preordain uh, everything and da 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 da? Well, then if He does, none of this matters, and I don't know why you're here. Is He already preordained some of you, or gonna uh, some of you are gonna praise Him today? Some of you aren't. Was that was predestined? Is that what he did? Pre, he, predest, he predestines man to sin. So even though he tells him, hey, don't eat from the tree, wink, wink. I'm really just setting you up anyway in pseudo line. Why are you coming to church then? If all yes and no's are predestined, well, then God's just kind of put himself above his work, uh, above the rules and above everything else. And he can just... Snap a fake. No, you know what? He chose to have a family. Do you hear me? He chose to save man, not do away with man. He could have done away with us. And I'm telling you, you have a responsibility and you have a part to play and you are important. And if you don't believe that you are important and you matter and what you do matters and that you are significant, if you don't believe that, what I'm about to teach you in this series is not gonna connect. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? If you hear me, then clap your hands and give God some praise. I'm going to make a lot of enemies with my preacher friends this message, but it is what it is. All right. I got 19 minutes. Are y'all ready? Here we go. First Corinthians. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Celebration Church. Concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, can everybody say Amen. When you were pagans, you were led astray by, to mute idols, 
However you were led, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. Yes, of course, if the Holy Spirit shows up and someone says, Jesus is accursed, that's obviously not a gift from the real Holy Spirit. Okay, this is a whole other thing in context of the gifts. I don't want to get into this today, but I'll talk about it later. Now look, verse 4. There are a varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. Keep going. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who what? Who empowers who? The preachers, the apostles, the special teachers. No, he empowers them all and in everyone. Let me remember who the Holy Spirit is, right? The Holy Spirit is a person. We believe in one God, three persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Think of God this way, okay? The Father wills it, the Son speaks it, and the Holy Spirit makes it happen. One God, three separate persons. The Father wills it, the Son speaks it, the Holy Spirit makes it happen. The Holy Spirit is the God in the now. The Father's on the throne, Jesus is sitting at his right hand and up in the heavenly realm. Jesus can appear anywhere through the Holy Spirit because he is omnipresent. But the Holy Spirit is the God in the now. When you say, I feel God, you feel the Holy Spirit. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus? Jesus did all his miracles as a man. That was the, one of the huge things you can read about in Philippians. He emptied all of his power as the preexistent, eternal son of God. He came to this earth as a man and was anointed of the Holy Spirit. And every miracle that Jesus did, he had to do by faith. That's why Jesus could be tempted. God can't be tempted right now. God, the Holy Spirit can't be tempted. Jesus can't be tempted. When he was a man, he could be tempted. Do you see? The Holy Spirit anointed Jesus. The Holy Spirit filled Jesus. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. And the same resurrection power lives in you and in me. Watch. We're all equal. We have equal value and we all have equal power. Equal value and equal power, empowers them all and in everyone. And that's the first thing that I wanna say. Don't worry, I'm gonna get through these three points quick. Number one, you gotta know this about the Holy Spirit, and that is this. We all have equal value and equal power. Now watch. Some of us could be in ignorance, so a lot of that power is dormant. Some of us, some things are on me because me as a pastor I have not activated and given permission to some of these gifts, but that's going to change. Do you see, that's why I'm going to show you this in just a second. That's why it's so important. Le leadership in church is, is so, I mean, it's so important in a lot of ways. But one of the main ways is what Jesus taught about the power of agreement. It's, it's the, the, that pastor and that leadership getting in alignment with God, getting in agreement with heaven because in the ecclesia, in the church, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Permission and not permission. So let me give you an example for that. Okay, watch. If I, as a pastor in this local church, said, man, I don't want y'all coming to the altar during praise and worship. Y'all, all this dancing and stuff going on up in here, it might, whatever, it might scare people. You know, because, you know, when we're in the world, we never dance or do anything like that or shout or, you know, we, you know what I'm saying, like, right, in the world, we don't ever do things like that. One of these days, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get someone to film you at the Jags game. You'll be my sermon illustration for what praise and worship should look like. But what if I said, said I'm, I'm, I'm not allowing this anymore. I've thought about that because some of y'all that have been dancing up here at the altar, your dance moves are so bad. It's like, I'm only kidding. But if I would say that's just too emotional 
we, it's too emotional, you know, because we don't want to get emotional in church, you know, because even though God created us with emotions and whatever we're passionate about, we're naturally emotional about. But I, so I don't want any of that in here. Now watch. If I'm the lead pastor, if I'm who God has set in authority, when whatever you want to call me, senior pastor, apostle, bishop, humeritus, whatever, lead teacher, whatever, if I'm who God has said in this church and I don't allow that, even if God wanted that to happen, if I'm hardening my heart to God or I'm just closed to that and I'm not allowed it to happen, if you came down here and danced at this altar, you would be in sin. Did you know that? Because your responsibility, watch, your responsibility, this is the, the whole submission to authority. I know we don't like any of those words. What it just means is that there is an order in the kingdom of God. He has set authority and order in the church. And if that, whatever church you choose to go to, you see what I'm saying? Whatever that leadership allows or doesn't allow, it is your, now if you want something to change, you pray. You know how many times people have come up to me and we're like, Pastor, man, I've been believing for this. I'm so glad you made this change or that change or whatever. I started realizing, man, I've been wrong so many times. Thank you for praying. But are you following me on that? There has to be order in the church. So what's going to happen with this as we give order and safety and fathering and love and we empower the manifestations in a healthy way, guess what? It's gonna be activated in your life. You're gonna have permission. You're gonna have our backing. And what once was fragmented is gonna be loosed in a whole new way in your life, the supernatural. Can you give God a hand for that? All right. Okay, go back to the scripture. I've got 11 minutes left. I know how much time I have left based on either the clock or how heavy my t-shirt gets from the sweat. <laughs> I'm a sweater, man. Look at this. Okay, so God empowers everybody. Verse seven, verse seven, are you there? Look, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So remember this. When you get saved, right, the Holy Spirit comes in your life, Spirit of Christ, you're filled with the Spirit. But then on the day of Pentecost, not only was the, the filling, but there was the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out, the dunamis, the power. That's why Jesus said, do not go out of here without the dunamis, without the power. I'm sending you the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you go try to be witnesses, with just a belief system and handing out bottles of water, it's not gonna work. If you go out of here and try to tell people about me and just stop cussing and be nice and show up to church, it's not gonna work. Are y'all here feeling what I'm saying? I'm sure we have a massive water bottle outreach this Saturday. I'm not undermining that in any way. What I'm trying to do is free our minds and deconstruct some things that we think qualifies, do you, are you following me, as Christ-likeness? Or is that's all there is to being like Jesus? Yes, it's those things, but there's so much more. And the supernatural demonstrates the love of God, and that's what people need, okay? So there's one gift of the Spirit, nine manifestations. Just like there's really, we call it the fruit of the Spirit, and you see nine fruits. It's really the gift or the manifestation of the Spirit, and there's nine gifts of that. So think about this. The fruit of the Spirit is like for, that's, that's for attitude. That's like an attitude. The gifts of the Spirit are actions. Does that make sense? The fruit of the Spirit are attitude-based. I think we have a, 
something up there, maybe we don't. But the gifts of the Spirit are action-based, and you need both of them. It has to do with your person, and then it has to do with, with stepping out and bringing God's love to people. So here's, I'm not gonna teach on what these are. We'll get into that. Probably We'll start that next week. But it says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So it's for people. It's not just for the platform. It's not for, see, that, that's the thing. Like, th this is, what, here's what we're gonna see. What we're gonna see is this. The reason, what we have today is, especially with young people, they equate ministry with the platform. Do you see? Ministry is about preaching and being on social media. Ministry is about that. That's what ministry is. That is not what ministry is. This is part of ministry. You know what ministry is? Ministry is you seeing the supernatural power of God move in your family and workplace and then you having a testimony of what God did through you and the miracles that happened through you and how God moved through you and what happened in your neighborhood and what happened with your friends. We've lost what ministry is. Did you know this? Jesus was, we've glorified preaching. It's just, everything's preaching and preaching and it's a mic and it's social media. Do you know, Jesus was never called a good preacher. They said he taught with authority. The disciples, when they came to Jesus, they didn't say, Jesus, teach us how to preach as you bring in some heavy revy. <laughs> they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Paul actually had to make a defense in one of his letters because he said, my preaching, I know what y'all are saying. You've listened to some of these other guys and you're like, man, they're so eloquent. And they're such great preachers. And when I preached to y'all, I wasn't feeling good and I'm kind of weakly in appearance. And, and y'all, you know, you didn't think my preaching was all that hot. He said, but I want to, I want to remind you of something. When I was with you, I didn't come with words of persuasion. I came with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. The day is coming when the power's going back to the church. It's power to the people. That's why he's teaching. He teaches so much about gifts because since the early church, since after the days of Paul, you know what Satan's strategy has been? To take power from the people and put it in the hierarchy. Till eventually around the three, four, five hundreds, they had taken the Bible from the people. They had, they had put all the power into the hierarchy of the church. And then what they eventually did was people can't even read the Bible. You listen to us, you do what we say. Then we're going to do these different things with the sacraments. And then we're going to come into the, the age of reason and forget about miracles and disempower, 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 disempower. Age of reason. We're so stupid. That's right, I said stupid. I'm mean and I'm going to work a miracle today. Deal with it. You know why? Because reason can't deliver from sin, nor save from wrath. Until what? The church, then praise God, we have things like the Reformation. Okay, you can, you can read the Bible. You can read the word of God for yourself. And then we've, we've been going, okay, you can, you can study the word. And we, we've gotten to all these, these moves of empowerment. But can I tell you this? Oh, it's a new time. And the next move of empowering and getting power back to the people is here. It's time for you to do the work of the ministry. You're, the, you're gonna see the miracles. You're gonna see all that. We've got so much preaching and teaching. 
Listen, I love the word. Well, the word is all of us. We've got to be grounded and based and study and devour the word. Absolutely. But can I tell you this? We, the early church didn't have. Hardly anything of what we have. We have, you go on social media. I mean, it's pretty, you can have preaching and teaching running out of your nose and so little demonstration of the love of God through the Holy Spirit because you're taught, you've been taught. Great, take that. Now be nice. Be good to your spouse. Try to have a good day and come back here next week and I'll give you another message. That's what we've reduced this thing to. Oh, and invite someone because you're not, you're not empowered enough or gifted enough to lead them to the Lord. So make sure you just get them to church. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Are y'all, are y'all gonna love me next week? I'm just. So many, watch. We're ever learning. Not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Not in to step in and activate what we're hearing. Have a form of godliness. Deny the power thereof. I'm just telling you. In this new time, God is ready to release his power to his people. I can take you Genesis. Start with Genesis. God never wanted Israel to have a king. He said, you're, you're a kingdom of priests. You're all going to be priests. They begged him for a king. God said, no, I don't want you to be like the other nations. I don't want to have that set up like the other gods and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm the most high. You're all kings. You're all priests. You're all going to do that. No, no, no. They, God finally gave them what they wanted. He said, if I do this, you're going to backslide. He gave them a king and they backslid. You know what Jesus calls us? We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. You're all kings. You're all priests. We're all going to rule and reign with Christ. All of us. Go read Revelation, what Jesus promises to the believers who overcome. He says, you, I'll give you the morning star. Do you know what the morning star means? It mean, that's the messianic rule of Jesus. Jesus says, you are now my brothers and sisters, and in my Father's kingdom, I'm not ruling over you. You are ruling with me. I will share my messianic reign with you. Paul says, you're going to rule over angels. You were born again, and you were created to rule. Surely, you can get to the place where God God can use you to share something supernaturally in some type of setting where you, you Okay, let me finish. Look, where are we? Eight. Okay, word of wisdom, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. Utterance of wisdom, utterance of knowledge, uh, uh, faith, gift of faith, gifts of healing, keep going. To another working of miracles, prophecy, uh, other the ability to string, discerning the spirits there. To another various kinds of tongues, those are uh, earthly language, divers, uh, tongues, that's different from your prayer language with interpretation, I'll get to that. To another interpretation of tongues, look at this. All these are empowered by the one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. Very important, go to the next. So here's what he's about to say right here. He's about to say, we have to remember, people are more important than the gifts. And the very function of the gifts is to show the love of God two people. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And I promise I'm going to be on time when football season starts, but you can make it five more minutes. Let's go. 
Look, for one spirit, we're all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. I don't feel important, I don't feel significant. Why? Well, I'm not a preacher, well, I'm not on the stage, well, I'm not on the worship team. I mean, I'm not on any kind of platform, nobody can see me. I must not be very important, I'm not significant. No. That's what he's saying. Every, everybody has a ministry, and that's why the manifestation of the power of the Spirit is for everybody. Keep going. If the whole body were preachers, we'd be in trouble. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, look, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body that I cannot say the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. Look, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. This is the whole thing God's been doing with communion. We're reconciled vertically, but we're also reconciled horizontally because everyone's important, everyone's equally loved, and everyone's equally powerful. We can't have any division. No one, we're not allowed to think we're better, more important, or anything else than anybody else, regardless of money or education or any of those natural things, because God chose you, and God chose us, and this is God's family, and everybody can be anointed, and everybody has gifts, and everybody has a purpose, and God needs everybody, and your assignment is where you're assigned. Who's going to be in the landscape business? Who's going to be in the attorneys? Who's going to be in the entertainment business? Who's going to be a sales rep? Who's going to be, who's going to witness to the yoga class? Not me. (laughs) I see all kind of miracles happen at the gym. Because that gift of miracles comes on me. And those young guys see me doing massive weights with curls. And they're like, God, how do you look so good at your age? I got a captive audience. That was a joke. That was a joke. Keep going. I'm, come on. Look, if one member suffer, we all suffer. If one member's honored, we all rejoice together. It's his family. Now you're the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating various kinds of tongues. Stop right there, watch. He just, what? He just switched. This is the body, manifestation, gifts are for everybody, all that. Now he switches because for the gifts to work, there has to be two things, order and love. So now he goes to what he calls appointments. Look, God is appointed. That's an office. Think of it as a staff member, a leadership position. Appointed in the church. Look, first apostles. He didn't even talk about apostles and the other thing. First apostles, prophets, teachers. Watch. People. Why? So that there can be fathering, love, order, safety, sound doctrine, the prophetic culture, how to do this, not weird. Are you following me? In other words, yeah, there's all these gifts for everybody, but it has to be done in order. And here's why there are positions. It's not some free-for-all. And that's kind of where the church in Corinth was heading. He's like, no, there's spiritual authority. And then there's also, look, functions in the church that will require staff, okay? Miracles, healing, helping, administrating, Various kinds of tongues, these are people that would be a staff or, uh, or in leadership in one of these areas for a local church to help facilitate 
healing and deliverance and administration and all these kind of things. Now watch. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all gifts of healing? No. Watch. That is the office. Follow me here. This is so important you see this because this scripture is misquoted. Listen, you never take one scripture and make a doctrine. The, the Bible says you define scripture with scripture. You know what doctrine even means? It's the accumulation of multiple scriptures and principles to make a belief system. So watch, he's talking about the offices here, all right? The, or, or, or staff, okay? So let's go to like, are all prophets? No, so we're gonna show you in Celebration Church who's in our office of the prophet, and who on staff has God set in our church to help bring order in that area, okay? But watch, everyone can prophesy. Doesn't Paul say, I wish you would all prophesy? Any of you can be in a situation and the Holy Spirit manifests and give you a word of edification, exhortation, or comfort, but not all of you are in, on staff as a prophet. Do you see? Look, are all teachers. Well, cool. we have teachers on staff. We, the, uh, do you see what I'm saying? Or, so, or is everyone in the church that? No, but watch. All of you that have at least been through foundations and have been here for any amount of time, guess what? If you're at work and someone's like, hey man, can you explain to me about this? Does God really forgive? We're like, really forgive you all of your sins? Come on, you can teach that. I'll tell you where, John three sixteen. go right there. Are you following me? What if you said, no, I'm not a teacher. You just, let me, let me bring you to the pastor. Do you see what I'm saying? Look, look, look. Do all possess gifts of healing? So think of like our counselors that pray for healing that have been set on that in the church. We have four or five of those men and women, right? So it's like, are all counselors in that office in the church? No, but watch, all of you can give wise counsel. All of you can lay hands on somebody and pray in faith that God touch them and be healed and the, the manifestation of healing can show up. Do you see what I'm saying? They've tried to use this to keep the people disempowered, but I'm telling you, it's just the opposite. It's Ephesians 4. No, those people in those office positional appointed functions are for just the opposite. It's to equip you so that you do the work of the ministry. So you do the prophecy. You do the prayers for healing. You do the teaching. You do the helping. Oh, I wish somebody would stand up and give God just 10 seconds of praise. Come on out, worship team. Where's the praise team? I'm loosing the praise team to come out. Watch, watch. Show them the last two things. Okay, so we're all equal in value and power. What's number two? The power manifestations of the Holy Spirit will not oper operate properly without order, permission, and activation. That's why he talks about the offices. Safety, love, proper training. And then you saw at the very end, he said, I'm gonna show you a more excellent way. He says, look, all these manifestations of power are awesome. They have to be done in order. But then the third thing, the goal is love. That's why he takes them the very next chapter is 1 Corinthians 13. He said, look, if you prophesy and do all this stuff, but you have not loved what he's teaching is this, the purpose of these gifts is to show the love of Jesus to people that are hurting. If we as the church don't learn to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, we won't be able to walk in love. As a church, when we talk about serving our community, just like we serve them, clean up yards and hand out water and paint schools and all that. We serve them that way, but you know what? 
we serve up a good dose of the supernatural power of God so that they can know God is real and that Jesus loves them and cares about their situation. Can I pray for you right now? Father, we just come in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we kick off this series right now, I just, Lord, I just give permission. And God, we're gonna end this series with an activation service, a laying on of hands commissioning. We're gonna be doing that in four or five weeks. But Lord, I just pray that you already begin to stir up the gifts, stir up uh, your gifts and your people. We are your church. And we just thank you for the Holy Spirit and all that you're gonna do in and through us this year. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.